Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast, The Road to Restoration. I'm Pastor Sergio Del Mora. I'm pleased that you're joining me today. Whether you're on the road, you're falling off the road, you need to get back on the road to restoration. I'm glad you're watching. And today, I believe that God is your restoration and those that you love on His mind. Uh, restoration is in the heart of God because God is a restorer. And today, I have the great privilege to introduce to you uh, Ruben Sabantes. He's a worship leader that was part of the Asbury Revival. And he has an amazing story, more importantly, a prophetic word that God gave him years ago uh, about the revival and how it came to pass and all this restoration was happening around the Asbury Revival, stories of restoration, people that God used during the revival were people that God was restoring. So Ruben, Thanks for joining me today. Yeah, thank you. It's, it's an honor to be with you guys. So Ruben, you were sharing with me earlier that years ago, God gave you a vision about the Asbury Revival, and you were actually there leading worship the day that everything was taking place. Yeah. Yeah. Can you share with us? Absolutely. September 12, 2015, I was doing a Christian ethics intensive for my Masters of Divinity uh, that I was working on at Asbury Seminary. and while being there with my friend, the Lord opened up my eyes. I was at a small prayer meeting, playing guitar, maybe 10 people in the room, just praying uh, for the city, for God to move and families. And he opened my eyes, I saw a compass, and the Lord was establishing Wilmore and that vision as true north. I didn't understand that. I thought, well, why and this Methodist? You know, I didn't know they had a revival of heritage at that time. So then someone told me there was a revival here in 1970. I'm like, really? Why? How? I didn't expect it because I grew up at a gospel, you know, didn't expect that that was the case. So then I go home uh, where we were staying and we're talking about it. We do a little research. Our hearts are burning. And my friend said, we need to respond to the Lord. Let's go pray walk the campus. Where did it happen last time? As we did that, the Lord opened my eyes again. When I asked him the question, will you do it again? Because he had moved there in 1970 for a week straight they had a chapel that did not stop and so i said god will you do it again and he I, all i could smell was a smell of the freshly laid manure on the ground <laughs> you know and so i thought oh no i'm starting to weep i thought this was a sad thing and he was saying no i'm not going to do it again but as soon as i turn around my eyes peel open it's almost midnight and it's it was like as if it's day my eyes are wide open it's day and i see a sea of faces and he thunders to my heart and he says, what I'm about to do is bigger than any building can contain. And I, I, that's what I saw. I saw people outside, sea of faces. And I always saw this blue and yellow hammock looking thing in the middle of my sight. And the third vision was about a spring bursting out of the ground from that place. And that it, it was all about sons of oil, Zechariah 4. You know, the, the, those that were accused by the enemy, you know, Joshua, Zerubbabel, Zechariah 3, they backslid, right? They were called anointed by God, but they, they fell back. They were back to them for 16 years. The Zechariah 4, the Lord says, I'm restoring them. I say, the Lord rebuke you, accuser of the brethren. I'm calling you to live by not by might, not by power, but by my spirit. So the Lord was telling me that when he's, the reason he's gonna bring this next revival that was bigger than a building can contain was about the proclamation of the gospel, the bold proclamation of the gospel, and the zeal to, to, to share that with others. Well, that experience messed me up. And I began to share, you know, with some of the intercessors in town, some of my teachers, professors. I was that crazy this guy. This was year 2015. Yeah. So this is eight years before it happens. Yes, yeah, so, so about seven years, seven and a half years. 
And, and so, you know, I thought it was so, for me, it was such a dramatic experience. I don't know if I've had anything more dramatic than that. I was certain it would happen that next year. I don't know. I was like maybe three years out, but I did not expect it was seven. So when the Ukrainian war happened and I saw that blue and yellow handmade, it's the same colors. I knew it was a timing indicator. And I began to lean in with some friends to pray. I'm like, I know it's coming. What I saw is coming. I didn't realize that it would be literal in Wilmore, that that's where God was going to establish his magnetic field of calling people to holiness unto the Lord. Because I believe that what we experienced at Asbury was not intended to stay there for just a moment of you know, an experience. It's about something that's yet ahead. Wow. And so when you were there the day that everything broke out, can you walk us through that experience? Yeah, so so Zach Mearcreeps, he's a... Uh, he, he had a ministry inside of Lexington. He helped the university as a part-time soccer coach. So he wasn't like on staff or anything um, with, a, with a chapel or, or a professor or anything, but good dude, loves Jesus. He, he suffered some very difficult things in his, in his past and you know had to work through some restoration of his own life. He testifies publicly to it. Very, very humble, you know, obviously very transparent of his journey, which is so beautiful how God, you know, Puts in that moment, he, he preaches on the love of God, of knowing that you're loved in spite of your weakness. And he, he says it wasn't that anointed. You know, he says it was just whatever, just another, well, I preached the gospel. And then my other friend, George Dumaine, he was leading a gospel choir. Um, and he, uh, in that moment, um, uh, 19 students lingered after hearing that word and they, they started to worship. And then little by little, a few hours later, two, three hundred show up. And then a few hours later, the whole school hears about it, and they're there through the night. The next day, any surrounding communities who know about Asbury, they come through. And then everything you've heard or read, you know, or seen in the news is true. I mean, 50,000 table over one weekend. And just as I had seen it, you know, eight, seven and a half years ago, happened where the sea of faces, is, there was five overflow buildings, and, and they were all filled. Well, there's five total buildings. They were all filled. And then, of course, everywhere where there was space to stand, people wanted to be close. How did it feel to see what God promised two years ago manifest? Um, it's a great question because he's shown me things about California. And the first thought that came to my mind was, if you are making this happen, what I saw seven years ago for Wilmore, that are you going to do what you told me you were going to do in California, which was a great wave of revival, but he was going to, to birth revival through the tech industry, use, use the tech industry, and it was about South America. Like he was going to go to the Latino communities down in South America, and that would lead to the gospel, the evangelization of the world. So it's a, perhaps a conversation for another time, but the first thought that came to my mind is like, if this is coming literal, then that's coming literal. You're going to build a bridge to Latin America. What do you see God doing about Latin America? Well, you know, I grew up in the Hispanic church, um, and I'm really grateful because what I received as the, you know, the inheritance was the fear of the Lord. I'm grateful for that. Um, but I, I did not experience the love of God when I was in that, in that community. And so I have such faith. In fact, my wife had a, a prophetic vision when we were ministering in Mexico that he's going to break the chains of legalism, the chains you know, of feeling like we have to earn yes. our favor with God. And when he does that, he breaks off those chains. The Hispanic Latino people are going to be the passionate ones, filled with zeal for Jesus, zeal for his word, zeal for his presence. 
love for him. They're you know because lovers always outward workers, and they're gonna go to the darkest, hardest places and proclaim the gospel. That's what I. This is about Matthew twenty four fourteen. Ultimately, God's gonna awaken His people, visit them, so that we have boldness to go and proclaim to the hardest places, so that we send God the evangelization of the nations coming past. When you were at Asbury, what was the atmosphere like when you had fifty thousand people on this campus? Was the same presence of God that was in the chapel, outside of the grass, in the overflows? What was going on? Yeah, I mean, there's different things happening in the different overflow rooms, and but it was the same weighty. Pre- I, I can't describe it. It's like it was this. It was a weight of glory. Now we're Pentecostal, right? Like we, we have that back backdrop, and and we know anointed meetings. We know when God comes and. All revival is, you know, like Jonathan Edwards says, is the acceleration and intensification of the normal work of the Holy Spirit. So we are used to the work of the Holy Spirit. And what he does in revival is very familiar. It's just intensified and accelerated and and, and it's weightier. And that's what you, when you went and visited, it was, no one was thinking of their own desires. Everyone was in awe. It was just this, it was a, it was a, it's a time of visitation, and I believe it's coming to the rest of the world, not just the world. Yeah, because you said that what happened there doesn't want to stay there. Well, it's a little town of 6,000. I mean, think of just, just some, a little bit of logic. You, you think about God, you know, why would he gift such a global explosion of awakening to a town that could not contain it? Like, it, it, literally, the mayor was this close we're calling a state of emergency so that everyone would be kicked out and bringing in, you know, some of the forces of national guard. It was bad. It was a lot like families couldn't get to their homes. You know, it was like 10, 30 in the evening and there were three miles of lines backed up before you could get into this little town. And so it was, it was, it was, it literally broke with a Wilmore. And of course it's a campus, the university campus, they have classes, they're paying tuition to get an education. They have, so it was just, it was so disruptive. And so we discern because of the collegiate day of prayer that was that chose uh, uh, Asbury as its host location uh, years ago, you know, two years ago, um, and yet February eighth is when um, the revival hit. But February twenty third was a designated date for the prayer day. Wow! We knew that that was God's tr- um, design that He was gifting Asbury with a two week time of awakening, so that they could then. Package the stories and blast it to the nations, and that's exactly what happened. And so, what's happening there now? Well, there's still, I mean, once you experience the presence of God, it changes everything. So many people came to faith. So many relationships got reconciled. It's, it's just, a, it's a new day for them. Of course, some of the normal things returned, or classes, exams, you know, a lot of students who experienced the power. But anyone who, who was there was transformed forever, including myself. I mean, things are just a little different, you know? I'm just in a different place. Now that I've tasted that, it's like singing worship. It's like, if it feels like Christian karaoke, I just, I don't want anything with it. I guess well, I will hit, you know, because I, I experienced his presence, the river of his delight. So, so there's still many that are, you know, discipleship journey. They're growing in the Lord. There's a lot happening, but they're transformed forever. That's for sure. Can you pray right now for restoration for our nation? for California. Absolutely. Yeah, well, Father, I thank you. 
that what you did in Wilmore, you will do in California and to the ends of the earth. And the reason I say California is like, you showed me that you would do it. So Father, I'm asking for every person that is hungry and willing to receive, that today, God, that what happened in Wilmore will re-manifest itself. The families that were restored, the people that returned to, to their first love. Lord, I'm asking for that thing that I witnessed that would be that it would go forth to all the people that would listen to this podcast, that would would listen to what you to your word when I pray, that you would you would take the, that same thing that you did in Zechariah 3, when the enemy comes to accuse of the wrongdoing of Joshua and Zerubbabel because they let they let go of their calling. Lord, that you would begin to establish again those those that you've chosen and that they would begin to function, not by might, not by power, but by your spirit. So pour out your spirit as you promised that you would in Jesus' name. Amen. I hope you received. You know what, everyone? Thank you. And I genuinely believe that the spirit of revival is alive. So thanks for sharing about the restorative work that God's doing. And we want you to share this. Of course, subscribe, share it, like it. Get it to as many leaders that you know. Revival is coming to California because God loves his people. God bless.